Hello everyone, this is Spike Lee, and this is the director's commentary for my film, Inside Man. It's a very special day today because uh, today is my 49th birthday. March 20th, 1957, I was born, and also tonight is going to be the premiere, the big premiere for the film. So I'm very glad to be sharing this with you on this special day. Another good thing about today is that usually I've done director's commentaries long after I forgotten about the film. So this film is still fresh in my mind. Because I choose my words carefully and I never repeat myself. I've told you my name. That's the who. The where could most readily be described. The script was written by Russell Gerwitz. And when I read this, I I thought automatically that I'm being the character Dalton Russell the what is should easy. say this Recently facing the camera. Motion, address the camera, the address the angle. audience. Also That's for this also shot, it's one of my signature line, shots, double dolly shots. So we start out in dark, but as we keep moving, because I can. you see the Which wall behind him. Clive is a, a great, great actor, and we get along great, have a lot of fun. So it was a pleasure working with him. Now, that's the cyclone, Coney Island, the great borough of Brooklyn, New York. The song you're hearing, Changa Changa, is a song from a Bollywood musical, Dilse. I'm a professor at the New York University Graduate Film School. And one class, we were talking about musicals. And there's an Indian woman who was a student of mine. She said, do you know anything about Bollywood films? I said, no. I said, suggest some. So next class, she gave me the DVD of this film, Death Say. I like the film very much. But I love this song, Changa Changa. And I made a mental note to myself that somehow I would try to put this song in a movie. So we had the original song, but Terrence Blanchard, longtime collaborator, music composer, wrote an orchestral arrangement behind it. And for the end credits, we have a rap by MC Punjabi. That's Brooklyn Heights right there, the promenade. So this opening credit sequence was not in the script. I figured that if we start with the van at Coney Island and you just see one by one as the bank robbers are gathered on their way to the bank on Wall Street. Amen. Matthew Labatique, cinematographer. Second time Matt and I worked together. Matty also shot for me, She Hate Me, my previous film. The bull there on Wall Street, Brian Grazier. Many skeptics said that Brian and I would not be able to coexist on a film together, but we proved them wrong. We had a wonderful time working together and looking forward to 
working together in the near, near, near future. That also the opening credit sequence was done by Big Films, Randy Balsmeyer. They've been doing like opening end credits since school days, all the way back there. It's right here, the bank robbers get out. And we intercut back and forth. But I told Maddie that we never want to see their faces. So keep the camera off the faces. Now, these people you see in the bank, next to Minnesota, they will become hostages. They'll become hostages within this contained space in the bank. So I felt it was a good opportunity to have these hostages represent the diversity, which is the New York City that I know and love. People from all around the world come here to New York City. And again, we wanted these hostages to reflect that. Because it's been like over a year now. I want to snap this guy's neck, I swear to God. Just before you get to that chair, they'll take care of you over there. That's their specialty. So what? They're flowers. This is a nice crane shot right here. Clive coming up the steps. We'll lean up the steps. I'm going to pull crane up all the way back to the top of the bank. I got this guy in front of me that thinks that I see him looking at me. Fantastic. God damn it. Excuse me. Yeah. Can you lower your voice just a little bit, please? Right there, that's Bear Jackson. Please. Who most of the time is my AD on my films, but he's also a very fine actor. Also a good third baseman. He's on our... Every film we have, we have a softball team. Last year we played Sopranos. We beat them 52-3 to in a softball game. That's seven touchdowns seven touchdowns and a field goal versus a field goal. We killed them. Edie Falco was the only one that showed up from the Cavs. Everybody else was just crew members. But we beat them like an African drum. Excuse me, sir. Easy. Everybody get down on the fucking floor, This bank is a key location in fact, it's the last location that we found. It was built during the 1920s. It's right there in Wall Street on a corner, exchange, Hanover place. And it was empty. So it was perfect. It's like having a bank on a back lot in lower Manhattan. We were able to close the five streets in all directions surrounding the bank. So thank you, uh, the mayor's office of film and television for making it possible. My friends and I are making a very large withdrawal from this bank. Anybody gets in our way gets a bullet in the brain. Like that, old man! Put your fucking hands down! Get your fucking right, hands down! down. Hey, officer, there's smoke coming out of there. This is 
Victor Calicio. Victor was one of the co-writers on my film, Summer Sam. It was Victor, Mike Imperioli, and I who wrote Summer Sam. In fact, Victor and, and Mike Imperioli of Sopranos frame brought that ideal to me. You fucking cops come near this door, I start killing people. I'm not fucking kidding, man. The accident, another one of the devices Clive's character used to throw people off. Central, give me your name. Back up, sir. Back up. Yo, back up. Shit, back up. Stay around the corner. Central, give me an 85. Purple the gun. Now we come to Denzel Washington's introductory scene. There he is, D. Fourth time I worked with Denzel, the first time being Mo Better Blues. Malcolm X, you know, you, we all know he was robbing Oscar in that one. He got game and now Inside Man. But you didn't take when it. I took this script to Denzel, he was on Broadway playing Brutus in a production of Julius Caesar. And when I sent this script to Denzel, I gave him the option of choosing the role of the detective, which he chose, or the bank robber. He says, Spike, I want to do it. I want to play the detective because the other guy has his face covered the whole movie. And it's true. And that is the reason why Clive was hesitant to do this role at first because his face would be covered throughout. But he worked it out and eventually always comes down to trust. And I'm happy and grateful that Clive put his trust in me that we look out for him even though his face would be covered. He's thrilled. Have a detective sleeping in the next room, banging his sister. Then she tries to bring it all back on me. You know, if we had a bigger place, we wouldn't have this problem. Of course, if we got now, Denzel's partner there is Chuito Jofo. I first saw Chuito's work in that great film, Dirty Pretty Things. He also had a small role in Shape Me, also. Yeah, but she won't call me back. You guys, cops. Oh shit, Denzel's character's name is Keith Frazier, named after New York Nick great Walt Frazier. And I wanted Mitchell's name to be Monroe, as in Wolf Frazier, Earl Monroe, but Denzel squashed that. He said, Spike, this film is not about the Knicks. So that is why Chewie's name is not Monroe. Good, good. I'm giving you a break here. Don't make me look like a fool. This is it, baby, the show. You got the call, man. God damn. Now, the hat, that's something Denzel definitely wanted. Play with the hat. Look at that. Fix the brim. I hear you. I see you, D. Fix the brim. There's a New York City detective, Detective Neil Carter, who was a consultant on this film. A lot of stuff Denzel got was from him. Got Detective Neil Carter, who just recently retired as the New York City detective over 20 years. He's sharp. I love that shot you just saw before with the camera on top of the roof. Now, this is a very hard scene to shoot, just the logistics of all these vehicles and trucks, everybody arriving. In New York City, those guys right there, in New York City, they don't call it SWAT. It's ESU, Emergency Service Unit. I got a perp in the bank, possible hostage That guy right there with the microphone, he's a real ESU guy. His name is, he retired also. Egg Bodanovich, he was also a consultant. Correct, on my way. 
This theme you hear is a BSU theme. There goes that shot I like again from the, the roof. Stuck a, a crane out from the top of the roof. I got a perp inside with a gun. He claims he's got some hostages in there. Everyone heads up, let's clear the way! Arthur Case. Arthur Case, played by the great, 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 great Christopher Plummer. I like this shot, too. Steady cam shot. We tilt down from the, the ceiling, and that's Christopher Plummer right there. Christopher Plummer was also in Malcolm X. He had that great scene with Denzel where they talked about the origins of Jesus Christ. I don't think so, but there are hostages. Which branch is it? Number 32, 20 Exchange Place. Which one? You might have recently place. seen Christopher Plummer also in that two very fine films, Syriana and New World, directed by Terrence Malick. So Christopher is still doing his thing, and I hope to be doing the same thing, that high quality, when I reach that oh, age, too. Get these people out of here. Come on, open these gates. Back up. Up on the side. Come on. Now, the music you hear, this is uh, Denzel's theme. Uh, we call it Big Willie and the Twins. Big Willie and the Twins being a penis and two testicles. Big Willie and the Twins. I think you people knew that already, though. No, sir, I couldn't see anything at all. You hear anything inside? No, sir, but with that 357 sticking in my face, I can't really be sure. I'm sorry. Okay. Good, 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 good. You did a good job, Sergeant. You ever had a gun stuck in your face before? Denzel's working that hat. Yeah, by a 12-year-old. As we call him, Brimsky's. Got the front brim broke down. I bet. All right, well, look, as soon as we get this thing cleared up, we'll cut you loose, all right? If you don't mind, I'd rather hang around a while, at least until we make contact. That's what I like to hear, Sergeant. Now, this is not the bank location, per se. This is a set. This set was built in Brooklyn. The Steiner Studios was in the Brooklyn Navy Yard. The production designer on this film was the great Wynn Thomas. Wynn Thomas was the production designer of my very first film. She's gonna have it. She's gonna have it, school days, do the right thing. Malcolm X, gonna do many more films, but it's been a while since Wynn and I had worked together. So all this is steady cam work. Great operator's name is Steve Constantino. I need everybody to take your cell phones and your keys out of your pockets and handbags and hold them in the air.
What's your name? Peter. Peter what? Peter Hammond. Where's your cell this phone? This is where Dalton has established to the hostages that he means business. Peter, think very carefully about how you People have to be terrified. Because if you get it wrong, they're not called terrorists for nothing. Stone will read. Here lies Peter Hammond, hero. Valiantly attempted to prevent a brilliant bank robbery. People have to know that they mess up, they're gonna get a bullet in the brain. Wound up getting shot in the fucking head. No. Peter Hammond, where is your cell phone? I'm telling you, I did. I left. I left it at home. Now we're gonna go to this Steadicam shot where we panned. All of right here, all the hostages, and we end up on the phone where there's a big laugh coming up. When it hits the phone, you're gonna hear the, ring, the ringtone by one of my favorite songs this year, Gold Diggers, right here. Kanye West. Those are the broke niggas. Kanye West, Jamie Foxx. Okay, I fucked up. I'm sorry. Please. Don't worry about it. This is where Clive has a little fun here where he goes through a, a little pantomime behind uh, frosted glass whether he should kick this guy's ass. Yep. He's made his mind up. Here comes the ass whooping. Now he's stopped. Brooklyn style. That reminds me of the Wizard of Oz. Remember when uh, <laughs> the house fell on the Wicked Witch and you just saw the legs sticking out? That's what we wanted right there. And you are? Vikramalia. Vikramalia. That's my man, Waris. Thanks, Vikram. Hey, mister. Keep it. Men here, women here. I need all of you to strip down to your underwear. Now. So the extra is all these people knew this scene was coming up, so people were working out because people want to look somewhat correct once they had to disrobe. People are. They're tucking them tummies in, too. <laughs> now, Marcia right here, Lady, she was one of the hostages in me. Dog the Afternoon. This is the only situation. There are numerous homages to Sidney Lumet's landmark film, Dog the Afternoon, starring Al Pacino and John Casale. This is one of them. What's with you, Mr. Goyam? Go ahead. Make my day. Take your fucking clothes off. No! Stevie, 
Let's go. Now, I need all of you to put on one of these suits and these masks. So there's one other actor who's also in Dog the Afternoon 2. In fact, we went through the whole... I mean, we know we weren't getting Pacino, but besides Pacino, we got the only two people that are still alive, or we could find from that film, Dog Afternoon. William Dafoe. I've seen William Dafoe in and around New York City a million times. And William Dafoe were at the opening night of Denzel's play, Julius Caesar. And in intermission, I found myself, William and I were side by side in the men's bathroom. I mean, the urinals were side by side. And so while both of us were urinating, I said, you know, we should work together. He said, yeah, Spike, we should. We both zipped our pants and walked out. And then soon after that, sent him the script. Guess it'll have to be. That's the way it's going to be. You got vests for us? Burke! And, uh... Get these guys some vests. He, he was in a movie. Check him into the command log. Okay, hey, you know what? I'm gonna get out of your hair and let you get control of this crime scene, okay? You let me know when you're ready with a detailed briefing. Okay. We're gonna take a walk down to the diner. Don't go in the bank without calling us first, all right? Okay? All right. Good to see you, Ken. Shouldn't we be in there? Let's give him some time, see what he does. Until he secures his position and gets the physical layout, he'll only dump on us. When the show starts, he'll call us. Trust me, I've seen him work. See another variation of the, the Big Willie and the Twins theme right here. As I said before, which is Denzel's character theme. It's a tactical situation. Us being here means there's a mental side to it that they don't get. Told you you could handle this shit. Keep waiting for someone higher up on the food chain to show up and say, here's what we do. What happened at the hospital? I shot himself, Johnny's girlfriend. Thank you. <laughs> That's Jerry Vici. You know, even though you had the stars like Denzel, Clive, Jody Foster, Christopher Plummer, William Dafoe, Chiwetel. You still gotta have a good supporting cast. And I think we got great performances from everybody, especially like this guy, Jerry Vici. So you gotta have, you gotta have the supporting roles too. People in the supporting roles gotta come through also. Is he going to be on TV? Was it a time where I thought I might not see my, my family? Again, that's Bear Jackson, yeah. Yeah, I thought about who, when he's not in front of the camera, is part of the assistant director staff. You know, with a gun in your face, but after a while... He get, you know, softball team, third baseman, power. Yeah. 
throw. My wife, you His know, knees are messed up. He doesn't have the range at third or he can't run. But uh, son, he usually bat him third or fourth. Daughter. Good actor, too. Yeah, I thought about it, man. Now, these think? interrogation scenes that oh, throughout the body of the film, that was scripted. <laughs> Maddie Labatique and I, the cinematographer, decided that we should give those scenes a different look than the rest of the film. And so once we shot that stuff and we were editing those, uh, editing the film, we really had to play with where and what interrogation scenes we would use. So it was a lot of shuffling before we came to the, the final spots where they would appear. like this pushing to uh, Clyde's face. Again, a steady cam shot. Beautiful. Crane shot. Now, if you want to buy this law, it's price to open $10 million. You can have it. It's all yours, $10 million. Empty raw space. Now, an introduction to Jordy Foster. When Jody says she wanted to do the film, she says she loved the character, but she also says, Spike, I want to look glamorous in this movie. I'm tired of playing these rundown mullers and whatnot. I want to look glamorous, want to have the hair, the makeup, the nails, the lipstick, the jewelry, the Chanel business suits, Monano Blonics, whatever you call them, shoes. We'll need to end this here. Um, I'm going to need a copy of your purchase agreement, your mortgage application, and the other documentation. And I'll be in touch. Check out Jody's legs. You know, she asked, I said, Jody, you know, you should show your legs more often. You got some hellified legs. Was kidding around the set. Look at that. Jody Foster. Arthur Case, you sure? And my brother, David That's Lee, attended Yale together. Calhoun College, Yale University. And uh, they've remained good friends over the years. And Joy and I have been, we wanted to work together, but we just couldn't find something till uh, this movie. But that's the way it usually works, you know. When it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You have to just be patient. You should not try to force stuff. You know, they're great actors, but number one, they're busy. They might not have the time in their schedule. Number two, they might not be right for the part. Everything is timing. And complete discretion. Are you such a person, or have I been misinformed? Go on. Can I pick you up in front of your office building in five minutes? I'll be downstairs. Thank you. They had a kind of genius plan for Again. throwing us out of whack and depriving this us. This is ad lib right here. Of way of controlling ourselves. So they was were, Bears also. We had stuff that's scripted, but in the script, the hostages were just retelling what we've already seen on camera. So that's told D and uh, Chuatel just interrogate the guys. And they called you what? They didn't call me anything. They just told me You're lying to me. Tell me the truth. Now you're lying to me. Tell me to look at me and tell me the truth. It's all improv. AK-47s out, four of them. You know a lot about guns. No, I don't know anything about guns. Don't you know they had an AK-47. Everybody knows what an AK-47 is. Everybody. 
anybody who's ever watched a decent action movie would. You ever rob a bank before? That's kind of ironic, a decent action film, because when you look at it, there's not that much action in this film. Again, another interrogation scene, improv. That one time, that one time, that one time. All this improv. My grandmother's pocketbook once. She was Polish. I used to go up to her and say, Mama, can't write better stuff than this. I don't feel. And one day, I opened her pocketbook and there was a nickel there. I took it. That was the only thing I ever took. Look, Detective, I didn't mean to give you a hard time back there. Forget about it. Now, story, we're going to walk from the cafe which sits across the street from the bank all the way back to MCC. MCC meaning the Mobile Command Center. If any cops came near the door, they'd throw out two dead bodies. He thinks there's four perps. This is handheld here, not steady cam. There's a video system in the bank. We're working on getting a download from Manhattan Trust. There's a lot of dialogue this scene. That's why we have them moving. In fact, this is a very, very talky film. So, Maddie and I, Maddie Labatique, again, the cameraman, we had to try to devise a visual style so we not just have stagnant talking heads. So, we just walked a block right here. 911? It's up on the screen. Any call about a bank gets routed straight to us. Well, that's my end of it, Detective. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not calling him yet. Thank you, partner. See that street behind him? That's Wall Street right Doesn't there. Feel right yet, you know what I mean? That's Wall Street. That's what I can do for him. Let's see what he does. Your call. Why don't you let me explain to you how I work? Please. This location nice. is Battery Park. Well, you say that there are family heirlooms inside your safety deposit box. That's fine. But in my experience, people like you have people working for them that handle these kinds of things. And when they can't, well, they don't call me. This scene, look at two great pros. Jodie so Foster and Christopher Plummer. We around Christopher Plummer. For any of you people who do get the chance to get the pleasure, do not mention the sound of music around Christopher Plummer. I'm telling you, please do not mention the sound of music around Christopher Plummer. Have you finished? You'll thank me. What's inside that box, young lady, has belonged to me since before you were born. It's very valuable and poses no danger whatsoever to anyone. Except you. <laughs> okay. Well, first, there are men with guns in there, so I can't guarantee any results. Agreed? Of course. All right. Now, um, what makes you think that they want to rob your box? I don't. <laughs> Why don't you tell me how you would like this to end? Hmm? I prefer that nobody ever touch my safe deposit box. Not them, not you, not the authorities. And the the thing I remember the about this day the was that the great screenwriter Bud Schilberg came to the set. No. Bud won an Oscar for his script, best box. original screenplay for On the Waterfront, wrote the novels The Hard They Fall, What Makes Sammy Run. In fact, Bud and I have written a script called Save Us Joe Lewis, which is about Joe Lewis and Max Schmeling. 
we co-wrote this script. We've been trying to get it made for the last five, six, seven I'm years. Hopefully get done. Bud is 93 years old. In fact, Bud was at the second Joe Louis Max Mellon fight all the way back in 1938. Clearly, they must have been satisfied. Steve. It's Carlos Gomez. Carlos came in for audition. He's a spoken word artist. He has that flow. I came out here to take a look at and, the uh, they got the part. Out. Guess what I found? That hostage they let out said these guys came I like the way like we painted, shot right? this. Yeah. When the scene started, we were out of focus, and then we racked it back in. Probably stolen. Had him run it, check it for prints. Now, this is a set. This Anybody mobile on? command yep. center is a set. So the exterior is on the street, the interiors is on that stage in Brooklyn. Sure you got the right number? Absolutely. Okay, nothing yet. We got video. That's my man. Daryl Chill Mitchell. Oh, what happened to that camera right there? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Daryl's paralyzed from the waist down. He got in a horrible yeah, motorcycle right like accident. I mean, you can see he's in a wheelchair. It's weird, like and every time I would see Daryl, I said, Spike, when you put me down, put me down. And uh, infrared bulb. I had a part for him in this film. Video camera, pick it up. He could knock out the cameras. I don't know what no one. He knocked out the cameras by 10 o'clock. So for approximately two minutes, we got no evidence of people leaving or entering the bank. That's great. Miriam, how Again, long were you there before that's began? Marcia Jean Kurtz. She's one of the hostages from Dog Day Afternoon. And they just told us to put our heads down and then close our eyes. And then um, I just remember one of them telling the others to just go down and fix the cameras. The, the, the video camera? Again. This Anything interrogation scene improvised. Sure? Denzel does some great stuff here too, playing Can you with them. Give us the names of the bank robbers, maybe. Oh. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, sweetheart. You okay? Okay. It was pretty awful. Was it bad? I mean, they made us strip. They made us take off our clothes. I don't understand why they had to do that. I really just thought I, did, I thought I was going to be killed. All right, my dear. All right, my dear. I can go. No. Oh, where you going? Uh, no. no, you gotta stay. You gotta stay. No, you do Don't stay. No. <laughs> did you rob the bank? <laughs> you did, did. You rob, did you rob the bank? No. You sure? There's movement at the front door. Let's go. Now, Don't move. This is one of the ways we wanted to show we live in a post. 9-11 world, not just a post-9-11 New York City, but a 9-11 world. With this character right here. Who are you? 
Vikram Ali, I work in the bank. Okay, Vikram. Vikram, is this a bomb? Oh shit, what? a fucking arrow. See? I'm a Sikh. Is that a bomb? No. Answer me, Vikram, is this no. a bomb? Are you no. booby trapped? No, fuck no. Most people don't know the difference between a Sikh and an Arab. Anybody with the turban ahead or that racist comment, towel head, is a terrorist, you know, an Al-Qaeda or the Taliban. The Arabs now the new boogeyman, supplanted the, the Russians who supplanted the Nazis. It's the Arabs now. And the 11 and 12. Uh, Don't forget about your one o'clock with Chancellor Joel Klein. Oh, man. Your Honor. Peter Kyber, who plays the mayor of New York City. In no way, shape, or form is this supposed to be Mayor Bloomberg. So don't even come here with that, please. Who are we saving this week? Well, I'm doing a round of support for the Joseph Friedkin Memorial Fund for Spinal Cord Research, and we're having our annual fundraiser next month. If you could attend, it would give us such a boost. Now, there's a pleasure. term coming up. There, there was some discussion about. At the end of the, the scene, the mayor tells Jodie Foster's character's name, Madeline White, that she's a magnificent cunt. I asked Jodie, do you feel you comfortable this with this? She said, fine. She said, I want this character to be called that. So I bet right. it's in the movie. Keep an eye on it. So but that is an ugly word, cunt, very ugly word. That's worse than bitch. That's worse than bitch and hoe. You're out of your fucking mind. It's impossible. But you know, it's <laughs> hard ahead to be a pimp. You just have to call in a Bitches and hoes jumping shit. I may have to give out a few. Then that's exactly what you'll do. You're a magnificent cunt. <laughs> She's a real reporter for New York One, Sandra Endo. Now that's these things they use now. See, they're bombs hidden underneath bomber vehicles. And they're towing the van that the robbers came in. Now, this is a robot for bombs and stuff. Now, this scene right here, again, this scene is improvised. I said, Wars, think of all the times since September 11th where you've been suspected of being Bin Laden's brother and the treatment you received. So that's what the script is about. I don't need this. I need my turban. It's part of my we'll religion. Well, get you your turban. No, 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 not get me. I want my turban now. You just got to start thinking about the people inside the bank now. It's a dangerous situation. You got to start telling us about what's going on inside the bank. We can talk about this later. We'll get an office, come down. You can write a formal complaint. But for now, we got to deal with this situation. First you beat me, and now you want my help. You Again, all this improvised. We apologize on behalf of the NYPD, but that was not us. We are detectives. So we're going to try and find out. What do you want to know? How many were there? I think there were about four. How many hostages? Uh, I don't know how many hostages. 20, 30. I'm fucking tired of this shit. What happened to my fucking civil rights? Why can't I go anywhere without being harassed? Get thrown out of bank. I'm a hostage. I get harassed. I go to the airport. I can't go through security without a random selection. Fucking random my ass. I nearly lost I my I bet job. you can get a cab, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the perks. 
Now, for those who don't live in New York, here's what that line's about. Most of the cab drivers in New York City are from Pakistan or India. And here's the thing. Black people have been here 400 years, and these people just got here, and black men still can't catch a cab. Them motherfuckers drive by me all the time. That's why Denzel, I mean, a couple years ago, there was a famous thing where Danny Glover didn't get picked up for a cab. There was a whole big brouhaha behind that. That's why Denzel put that line there. All right, you're persecuting all that stuff, but at the same time, you motherfuckers still get a cab. I just wondered if I when Denzel said that line, I screamed out loud. I would like to have a little more time, a couple of seconds at least, after he says the line, got to cut right away because you were heard me screaming. I'm so sorry. I, I must have misunderstood. That's uh, it's quite all right, Mr. Case. Uh, where can we reach you if we need anything? Oh, well, those are my people in there, you know, and I, I would like to stay here. For a while, I won't disturb you. I'll just. Well, uh, uh, this kills me too, right? Well, we're trying to told Chris, you're gonna have to excuse us for now, okay? Right. Just sit. I, I didn't tell the other guys. I said, Chris, sit down, like you wanna chill out there. Thank you all so much. Thank you. You're welcome. This way, sir. I like this crane shot. Come down from the perch, the window right opposite, the bank door. Come up with a note. This is a steady cam shot here. That's another camera. Now. 50 hungry people need food now. We had William Defoe come back and add that line. He did not say that line when we shot it. It's also very important to be able to read that. All right, we ready with the listening devices? I'm gonna need 15 minutes once we get the food. Uh, pizza's the best, no sandwiches. She for real? You for real? Well, if we send in, say, 10 pizza boxes with transmitters, maybe we'll get some conversation if we give them something to group around. Give them each a sandwich, it's hit or miss. They can move around, and I don't have 50 transmitters. What's this? It's a digital recorder. You click it, and it'll record for half an hour. James Bond shit. Well, you can get him on Amazon. You gonna ask for a hostage? Yo, you gave us one, didn't you? I asked for another one, he says no, then what? Now he knows what he's doing. He gave us a hostage, we'll give him some food. I don't wanna get caught bluffing this guy. Fuck this shit. Look, they wanna shoot That's me. That's James Ranzone. One of my favorite TV shows is The Wire. What the hell is the difference? They're and he was very important of the second season. So we had him come in and read. The guy to the right of him is called Lemon, Puerto Rican brother from New York, from Brooklyn, in fact. He was part of Death Poetry Jam. So James gets dragged from one. See, the way Wynn Thomas designed the, the offices, the offices open up into each other so we can have this long corridor if you open up the doors.
One guy did most of the talking. He told everyone else what to do. So they were talking amongst themselves? We couldn't hear them. They uh, had us in these rooms. The doors were locked all the time. We didn't know what they were doing. Did you hear anything they said? I have problems with my hearing. I see. I wear hearing aids. Again, improvised. They're in my ears. Let's see. Let me see. Yeah, let's take yeah. a look. And Dental, he, I mean, he does this great. That's your other one there? What's the red part there? What does that do? See, Dennis is rehearsed. Colors. You need two different, uh, and to distinguish right from left also. Distinguish right I didn't right even know he wore. Yeah. Mm. Right from wrong. Hearing aids pull that shit out of his ears. Steve. <laughs> I'm sorry? What Dennis doing here is great. Oh. Steve? Steve. Is that Steve. your name, Steve? That's your name? Steve? Steve-O? How much are they gonna pay you? I'm sorry? <laughs> you heard me. No, I, I didn't. How much are they going to pay you? Who, who's gonna pay me? Were you involved in this robbery? Absolutely not. Were you involved in this situation? What, what situation? Don't lie. Don't lie. Now, the actor who has this line, if, if it gives me a tip, I'm keeping it. He was also in Dog Day Afternoon. His name is Lionel Pena. If he gives us a tip, I'm That's him right there. In fact, in Dog the Afternoon, he's the one that delivers the pizzas to Al Pacino. So he's delivered, think of this, people. He's delivered pizza in two movies, Dog the Afternoon and Inside Man. Also, if you look at the boxes of those pizzas, top of the box, if you read it, it says Sal's Famous Pizzeria. And where is that from? Sal's Famous Pizzeria is from Do the Right Thing. So Sal, his pizzeria was burned down in Brooklyn and they moved to Wall Street. Nice talking to you. Fucking Russians. Call operations, see if they can get a Russian translator over yeah, here. Yeah, get some come. fucking body bags. I hope you know what you're doing. Because if my guy's got to shoot it out with those okay, fucking okay, savages. Okay, 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 Mitch. Check with either one of the hostages. Find out if they heard any Russian or Russian accents when they were in there. We'll be all right. Kim directed right there. She's been in several of my films. And Kim and Samantha, they want to be similarities because of their, how should we say this, their cup size. That's something that the detectives are going by. And this is where the robbers, bank robbers, do this old switcheroo right here. Right there. Oh, 
Don't shut the fuck up, I'm gonna put my foot up, you fat ass! Put your mask on! Put your hands on the ground! Now this is real right here. She really hits her head. She had a knot on her head. Right here. What? That was an accident, but she had a little knot beside her head right there. She was on line in front of me. He was the teller on, on my line. This guy was to my right, and this kid was in front of him. He was playing with a video game. I remember her. Why do you remember her? Great tits. <laughs> you remember seeing any of them after? Yeah, I saw her one time afterwards. How are you sure you saw her again? I could see under the, under the suit. Can't hide quality like that. This guy, he almost got us all killed. Oh. They put eight or nine of us in an office for a while. This guy <laughs> took off his mask and was talking like he wasn't afraid. Oh, I don't have to wear this damn mask, you know? So they come in, pull him out of the room, and smack him around a little. You see him again after that? No. Was he okay? Seemed fine. You, um, recognize anyone else from that room? I can't be sure about the others. No one? Why don't you keep looking? You know, I was terrified. What about before it began? You didn't look around <laughs> while you were waiting in line? I was talking to my girlfriend on the phone. These guys, detective trying to be slick, trying to sneak a peek. You want to take another picture? I could bend over and pick up a pencil. Whatever. This guy. Asshole. Now we cut to Kim Director's breast. What the fuck? This ain't Russian. No? What the hell is it? It's not Polish. It's not Hungarian. Bulgarian. Maybe. It's Central European. Sort of. That's it. I mean, you're the language expert. What? No. What do you think? Well, okay. Again, well, this, this is, is a set. City. Somebody on the street must know I'm going to cut to the real MCC the on the street. There's a crane shot that's go up in the air. Excuse me. As Denzel goes down the block. Now, all those people, not that the rail, but behind, those on exit, those are just people on Wall Street who just are watching. Now, coming right here is my main man, Al Palagonian. You might remember Al from uh, he uh, game, played the agent. Again, part of the 40 Acres Mule softball team. Al's a great, great, great player. Funny, too. Whoa. Okay. Al from Howard saying? Beach. I have no idea what they're saying. You got no idea? I thought you no. said you spoke Albanian. I never said I speak Albanian. You said you spoke Albanian. I never said I speak Albanian. Well, how do you know it's Albanian? <laughs> my ex-wife and my parents are Albanian. Oh. My parents couldn't speak English for shit. For shit. I have shit. no idea what they're saying, but I'll tell you right now, the language is 100% Albanian. 100%. 100%. 100%. 
Call the Albanian consulate, uh, see if they can get somebody over here to translate this for us. Make it happen fast. Okay, you hang out in the back for me, okay? Man, not again. Man was stolen two days ago, but it's clean. No prints. Nothing? Nothing. Albanian. My man, like I told you, 100% Albanian. Undeniable. This is one of my favorite scenes right here. And again, it was not scripted. But I really wanted to make a comment on this bullshit, this gangster rap, infatuation with violence. That shit is just so dumb. It's stupid. It's ignorant and ain't about shit. And even though we do mention 50 Cent, and he's not the only guy. I'm not out to crucify 50 Cent. He didn't invent gangster rap. He's not the only one. Now, we made this up. How's this game work? You get points for doing dirt. So you get points for killing people. And you lose points if someone jacks your rod or shoots you. So we found this animation house it was good. I said, I just, look, we want this to be the most violent game ever. Kill that nigga. Look at that. Put a grenade in the mouth, blow the head up. You win the game. Like my man Fiddy says. See, that shit, get rich or die trying, that shit is pure genocide. You trying to get paid too? Finish your I don't care what I got to do. I don't care if I got to steal, shoot, maim, rob, do all kind of crazy shit. As long as I get my money, then it's all right. I'm sorry. That is not all right. So I'm not on Interscope Records, so fuck them. I don't care. You know, Jimmy Iovine does not own me. going to be okay. Cool. You'll be home soon. That's what's up. Sir, yeah. no luck with the Albanian consulate. What do you mean? I couldn't tell what the guy was talking about. I think he wanted money. I tried the State Department. That takes a month. Okay. Call her. Are you crazy? I hate that bitch. You said Come she on. speaks Albanian, right? Yeah, she was born there. Call her. I'm gonna regret this. Now, this is the scene where we reveal Clive's face for the first time fully, and so Terrence Blanchard wrote music I think was very appropriate for it, too. Right here. I have the Elena Maria over here. Miritia. Oh, how you doing? Hello. How you doing? What's this? Parking tickets. You can fix them. You know, see what I can do. Can you listen to this and tell us what they're saying? No, oh, you can't smoke in here. Shit, go ahead. <laughs> That's so funny. 
Well, you know what they're talking about? I know what they're talking about. I even know who it is. You know who it is? I mean, you know the names? Who, who is it? Parking tickets. They're taken care of. Who is it? It's Enver Hoja. Who? He was the president of Albania. Wait, you're telling me the former president of Albania is in there robbing the bank? Enver Hoja's dead. There's a tape of him discussing how Albanian people are great people. They are immortal people. I don't worry. It's a tape. You sure about that? I had to listen to all this nonsense in school. Communism is great, capitalism is evil, Lenin, Marx, blah, blah, blah. It's Enver Hoja. It's a tape. Okay. Okay, well, officer, you can take her home. And do me a favor, uh, watch where you park next time, okay? So they're playing tapes for us now. They knew we were gonna bug them. Yeah, you're damn right, they knew we were gonna bug them. They knew how. What makes it even worse, they wanted us to bug them so they could send us on a wild goose chase. Last time I had my Johnson pull, that good, it cost me five bucks. Five bucks? Yeah, Tijuana, don't ask. That's a Denzel Adler line right there. Oh, fuck, that. This is where we reveal the bug. Or the fact they are being bugged. Miss Kim Director? Should take a quick lock picking course. There's this look coming up where she gives Clive's character, it's like hint, like, uh-oh, that's her man. Look how powerful my and so smart my man is. I love you so. Where is it? It's coming up. Right, where's that look, Kim? Right there. <laughs> yeah, buddy. comes Denzel's heroic shot, one of the many, and right here, the Denzel heroic shot. Crane up from the shoes, Carl Mayer's car coming down the block, he gets in. Detective Frazier. Nice to meet you. My pleasure. This is Madeline White. How do you do, Miss White? It's an honor, Detective. Miss White may be able to assist you. Good, good. What do you have in mind? She has a certain amount of influence in these matters for reasons which I can't share with you. What are you trying to say, sir? What the mayor means is that uh, there are matters at stake here that are a little bit above your pay grade. No offense. And he's offering to help you. Well, why don't you just tell the mayor to raise my pay grade to the popular level and uh, problem solved? What I hear, that would have happened a long time ago if you'd been a little bit more diplomatic. But we can certainly discuss it. Look, I'm kidding. I mean, I make first grade when I make first grade. You want to speed that up, I'm not going to talk you out of it. 
There's also the matter of $140,000 that seems to have walked away from the Nigerbound check cashing bust. Oh, I see. Well, I had nothing to do with that. Yeah, Collins, we got snipers in the windows here. Putting the lights up. Stuff like this shows, uh, you know, where you are time-wise, instead of just cutting to a clock. Well, is this the president of Albania? Speaking. Pretty funny. You shouldn't eavesdrop on people. Well, you better get used to it, pal. It's not going to be much privacy where you're going. You're damn right. This time next week, I'll be sucking down pina coladas in a hot tub with six girls named Amber and Tiffany. More like taking a shower with two guys named Jamal and Jesus, if you know what I mean. And here's the bad news. That thing you're sucking on, it's not a pina colada. Not a pina colada. <laughs> Maybe you like that kind of thing, huh? You really want to piss me off. All right, here's where we stand. Yeah, I don't need your fucking status report, Serpico. Serpico, another homage sure, I just meant to another great film by New York director Sidney Lumet. Serpico starring Al Pacino. Very clear. I'm trying to get you what you want, but you got to understand this. You know, it's not like the city of New York has 747s waiting around for days like today. I understand that if you Oh, I like to say somebody, then you might as well send a hearse. Most of the scenes in this movie where Denzel and Clive are on the phone, they're actually doing it at the same time. It's the studio, so we have a camera in the set for here. I'm on it. I'm on it. On the MCC, and we have a camera on the bank set. So they were actually talking to each other while we were filming this. We had two cameras, they were talking to each other on two different parts of the set. Another crane shot I love. Start here, go across the bank, and end up on Jody sitting in the window in the coffee shop. Terrence Steam again for the ESU. I'm going to end up on Jody in the window. A lot of crane shots in this film. So, Mr. Dermagian. Dermergian. Dermergian. Is that Albanian? Just, just call me Kenneth. Kenneth? Is that Albanian or? It's Armenian. What's the difference? I like this. Uh, <laughs> I was born in Queens. I'm Albanian, Armenian. I've been to Armenia, Albania. Let's be Australia honest, once. most Americans don't know the geography of the United States alone the world. My throat's parched. My throat's parched. My throat is parched. Oh, shit. <laughs> when you start telling us what really happened, <laughs> <laughs> And then broke out laughing when he said, my throat is parched. I don't know they were robbing the bank. Is that why you held the door open for How do you know they robbed the bank? because they pulled a gun in my face. So that doesn't mean they're the robbing bank. the bank. Did they take money? Did you see them take money? I was in a bank and I was locked up for who knows how long, okay. tied up in a room. I saw you see me. You saw me see you. I yeah, saw you see me see. locked up in the room. See. You saw me gag when you came in. Listen, I can't work miracles over here. I'm going to need more time. Well, perhaps if you do again, the time that I gave you more efficiently, once again, you this problem. these two actors are being shot simultaneously. My plane is ready. 
I promise you, God is my witness. I'm working on it as hard as I can. Denzel's being shot on the Why MCC like set, and Clive is on the other end, on the bank set, on the same stage. They're talking to each other on the phone. Meanwhile, we'll send in some more food. I mean, if you could work it out like that, we'd love it, where we could shoot both actors on either end of the phone at the same time. Which way's more? All the trains that pass through Grand Central Station in a year, or the trees cut down to print all U.S. currency in circulation. Here's a hint. You know, this riddle stuff, I didn't even know they had this stuff in... Die Hard, one of those films, not the first one. It's the trains. As, as a riddle, because I don't, I found out about it afterwards. If I'd known about that before, we wouldn't have had this riddle stuff. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay. I got it. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Call you back. Call right back. It's a trap. They both weigh the same. Tell them they both weigh the same. They both weigh nothing. They both weigh nothing or they both weigh the same? Tell them they both weigh the same. Tell them they both weigh the same. Do it now. They both weigh the same. Got it. Well? They both weigh the same. This time send sandwiches. Pretty good. This guy's nuts. He said Grand Central Station. Grand Central Terminal is the train station. Grand Central Station is the post office. Post office. Right. He's wrong. Who's wrong? Perp one. Trains don't pass through Grand Central. It's the last stop for every train. What about the subway they run He's through? Metro North no, goes there. Metro North goes there. No, it's Metro North. Some guy's talking about, hey, 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 hey. hey. Metro North goes through. Let's just get the sandwiches. Metro North. Deal is, he it said, he said, pass is true. Yeah, but the Metro North goes up. No, it, 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 it up, goes it up, but then anyway. goes through. It comes here. That's what he it. meant. What he said is one thing, but what he meant is yeah, another. That's always the problem. Sandwiches. You know, right now I could go for a nice kosher hot dog and a beer. I had Met tickets tonight and Pedro's picture. They're going to get their asses kicked anyway. Tell me about it. I'm better off here. I'm glad they didn't separate us. Do you think they're terrorists? They're robbers, not terrorists. How do you know? They could be Al-Qaeda. Big clues right here, this scene. Big clues as who's what. Now I teach courses at Columbia Law on genocide, slave labor, war reparations. Right there. That's a big clue. Can I when this is over? Oh, sure. Go nuts. Go, Miss Sugar. Now that's a good-looking shithole. about the ground rules there's no need to worry detective i get paid to worry okay i just need you to look me in the eye and make me believe that you understand everything we talked about i understand 
Okay. There's another way where we could uh, still make you see that we're in a post 9-11 world with that mural behind Jodie Foster and Denzel Washington. Hello? Who's this? Let's not get into any names. What matters is what I can offer you. What's that? Well, if I can be assured that certain interests are protected, I might be able to help you get what you came for. I doubt that. Tell me about these interests that you're trying to protect. Why don't you let me worry about that? Now, what is it you were hoping to get out of all this? Rich, of course. Of course. But you may have bitten off more than you can chew. How? I can't discuss that on the phone. You work for the bank? No. And you're not a cop? That's right. Come on in. You got 10 minutes, no more. If you're not out before the lights come back on, you can stay inside until this thing is over. You don't need to threaten me. It's not a threat, lady, but this is. I know this game is a mile over my head, but I'm telling you, if you fuck I me, got where I am by collecting friends, not enemies. Trust me, okay? You're on your own. this shot right here. Jody laying down, being frisk. Camera's high up in the ceiling. And we crane down slowly you think I need help? as she walks towards well, Clive Owen at the bank no tellers. Spine duty, the opposite crane down with Jordy facing camera. You can arrange that. This was a long, 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 long night. It's not good enough. Well, I wasn't finished. When you get out, you'll have too many. Dialogue was twice as long, and we just cut a lot of it out, and we cutting some more out during the editing. Oh, come on. I made you such a sweet offer. I really don't think you have much in the way of alternatives. Why don't you talk to me about these interests that you're in here to protect? I like these profile shots that are I can. cut Let me tell you a story. back to back. During World War II, there was an American working for a bank in Switzerland. There goes a signature no, shot right there. This period in history was rife with opportunity for people of low morals, people like this man. He used his position with the Nazis to enrich himself while all around him people were being stripped of everything they owned. Then he used his blood money to start a bank. Now, does this sound like it might be the man you work for? Or am I just whistling Dixie out of my ass? I believe we understand each other. Good. So what the hell can you do for me since I clearly know more than you do and I've planned this to perfection? Believe me, if I need to, I can change your entire program. So the sooner that you stop being my problem and you start becoming my solution, the better off you'll be. What is it you want? Two minutes. The safety deposit box room. I just need to go to one box. Silhouette. This. this could be very embarrassing to your employer. Ah. The swastika. He should have destroyed this a long time ago. He didn't, so now it's mine. Now, if the day ever comes where I have to stand before a judge and account for what now I did Now, that's here, what 
Alfred Hitchcock referred to as the MacGuffin. We don't really show what is in that envelope, but with the swastika, <laughs> with the swastika stamped on the top of it, you know it can't be good. How did you know about all this? Doesn't matter. All this Nazi stuff was really worked on more during the script and built up. The great writer director Terry George is brought in to add some stuff to the script. Really? Good. So we spoke. Oh, no, you're going to have to give me more than that. Let me have this window, fellas. Yes, sir. I told him that, um, well, since he hadn't killed anyone, it wasn't too late to surrender and get off of the latter sentence. And? This no, is the first of two key <laughs> scenes with you know, Jody and Denzel, like an idiot, where the one takes, now, I know where they just talk, tell this guy something here no cutting, oh. and we're just dialing in slowly and let these two great actors just work. I say it does, okay? Okay, you know, don't get in the way. Just push in slowly, let them do their thing. Oh, fuck. Universal Pictures, when they looked at the dailies, I got the word back. They said, so Spike. I mean, they say it to me, but is there going to be any coverage on this scene? I said, hell no, there's no coverage. This is the motherfucking shot. We don't need coverage. I didn't tell him that, but that's how I was thinking, though. <laughs> Why do you need coverage on this? It's one shot. I don't understand that stuff. How are these people, they're going to tell directors, you know, you need, you know, stuff like that. They, they, they don't know anything about it. news for you. Most of the guys up in Sing Sing weren't murderers until they killed somebody. You never know what a person will do until you push them into a corner. But it doesn't seem like you've pushed him into a corner. It doesn't, does it? Seems more like he chose the corner. You're right. So, you through? I guess. You saying I'm dismissed? Yes, I am. You got a card in case I need to call you? Oh, please don't take this personally, but uh, no. I don't think you can afford me. Well, don't take this personally, Miss White. Kiss my black ass, okay? Careful, Detective Frazier. That's my another thing a student like. Should we have Denzel saying, kiss my black ass? We don't know if Denzel should say that. So how Why not? Eight and three quarters. Eight and three Jody quarters. had the line for it, too. Big boy. My bite is worse than my bark. Ah. No? Not at all, huh? Nope. Okay. I'm from Brooklyn. You're from Brooklyn, huh? <laughs> that don't scare me. It don't scare you? Brave, too. Yeah. So the guys that had the guns, do you remember them saying anything? Yeah. What did they say? They asked me about my game. Who did? They got around the bank, dog. Son, be respectful. Okay, Brooklyn. But it, was he the one in charge? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. And you don't remember anything else? He was kind of tall. He had a mask. Again, this is right. a young man who's playing a video game him in, any of these in the vault with Clive. His name is Amir Saeed. Take a look. I saw Amir. He was in this, they look all the same. a skit in one of those David Chappelle shows. With the mask, they all look the same. That's right, Brian. Tempted robbery. My main man, Lemon. Liquor store. That said before, well, one of the original members of Death Poetry Jam. Like you, huh? I gotta hand it to you, Pablo. First of all, it's four. 
Not far away. Okay. Excuse me. Puerto Rico. Second, I didn't do it, all right? Well, I made a few mistakes when I was a kid. I was out with some friends and they held up a liquor store. What was I supposed to do? Where'd you grow up, you Wasa Wasa Park Avenue? He improvised that line, Wasa Wasa. Wasa Wasa, un persona que no pasa. You know, a person that don't come to your neighborhood. I used to say Rikers Island. Denzel had an answer too. I used to spell Rikers Island. Used to? No? Nothing? Nothing. And they look suspicious to you? I mean, I would think that you would want to know who they are. No? Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Hey, just out of curiosity, do you know anything about diamonds? Oh, a bit. What do you need? What do you think a guy like you should pay for a diamond ring? Depends. How many carrots? Uh, if you'd like, I could give you my nephew's number. Okay. You'll get a very good deal. What do you have on underneath? Excuse me? Underneath your painter's coat, what do you have on underneath? Clothing. Could you show us, please? Mr. Rector. You see, there's just you and one other woman that fit the physical description of the female suspect. What's that? That's your height. Your age and your, um, your cup size. So I violated section 34 double D? That's what you're telling me? How dumb do these morons have to be to think they're gonna get a plane? This guy's no moron. I don't just mean him, any hostage taker. Those ragheads at the Munich Olympics. Ragheads, towel heads. Shit, and these days, this guy's- Sand niggas. <laughs> That's what they call them. What you doing? You know we wanted us. That's What's the way people speak. You should put it in there. Not just the way they speak, the way they think of ours. Read the book too, and they know exactly or Sikhs. Oh. <coughs> this whole time, we're trying to stall them, right? Wrong. They're the ones that stall them. Think about it. The bullshit questions, the Albanian thing. So you're saying? I'm you saying that he wants to give us more time. He makes demands. He gives us deadlines, we stall, then he gives us more time. I don't think he's in a rush. Why? That's what I'm gonna find out. We cast, we need someone really strong to play opposite yeah. Denzel, someone we had some weight. Who would dig their feet in the ground, not just be pushed over by the power of Denzel Washington? And Clive was that man. I mean, Clive's a man, you know? You could tell that right away. He is a man. And of course, he had deep respect for Denzel, but he wasn't going to get run over either. And that's what we needed for the film. You know, it was key that we not cast some Rudy Poot, some Okie-Doke that Denzel could just bulldoze over. That's not good for the film. We need, we need to have someone just as smart and strong as he, so this cat and mouse game, so you could play that part. It's like sports. How are you gonna have a rivalry when one team is killing the other team all the time? You know, it's when two teams are evenly matched. That's what makes a rivalry a real rivalry.
So again, that's that scene up front, that was the real bank location. Now they come down the steps, this is the bank set. Gum? Excuse me? Would you like some gum? No, thank you. All this is the fine steady cam work of Steve Constantine. Again, Matthew Labatique, director of cinematography. The origin of the script is this. Uh, Russell is a first-time screenwriter, and the, uh, the script was sold to Imagine. Imagine being co-founding and owned by Brian Grazier and the very fine director, Ron Howard. They bought it with the intention of Ron Howard to direct this film. That was the intention. In fact, he was working with Russell on the script when sometimes during that process, Russell Crowe approached Ron and said, let's do Cinderella Man instead. They had won Academy Awards and honors and box office for their film of A Beautiful Mind. So Ron Howard left Inside Man to do Cinderella Man. And uh, several other directors were brought in we wrote the script and whatnot, but they could not attract talent. Can I ask you a question? The way films get made today in Hollywood today is if, you know, a lot of stuff is cast pending, which means that they give you a list of Hollywood stars. Stars who are box office. By box office, I mean that when the film opens, the opening weekend, people are gonna come to the theaters based solely on that actor's name no matter what film they're in. So, luckily for us, Denzel, you know, was on that list. The script was slipped to me on the down low. On the down low means somebody gave it to me, and I read it, I liked it. I had a meet with Brian Grage about another project, and as the meet was about to end, I told Brian, I had read Inside Man, and I would like to do it. Brian was taken aback by it. First of all, he never knew. I didn't even know the existence of the script. And uh, he was pleasantly surprised, but still had a little apprehension. Uh, Brian Grazier being one of the most successful producers in Hollywood today, he know he respects my filmmaking abilities, but he didn't know if we could work together by meaning that we're both very strong and very opinionated, so he didn't know if we could work together. And as Brian walked me to the elevator in their office building, I told Brian that, look, you shouldn't worry about anything. You and I be able to coexist, get this film made. It's going to turn out good. And we shook hands. I pressed the elevator button. Elevator came, and I got in, and that was it. And then uh, that's when I sent the script to Denzel. He came in, and the film was put on the fast track right away. So we had the cast around Denzel. 
Next was Clive. Next was Jody. Christopher Plummer. Chiwetel. William Defoe. As I said before, Denzel had a window that was open. And that if he could shoot this film or shoot him out, by what I mean is that get rid of all his scenes first. Because he had an out date. He had to be out by a specific date. So we had to finish all of Denzel's scenes before that date. And that's what we did. It took 39 days to shoot this film. And the budget is a little under $50 million. And when you look at it, I think Universal Pictures got a, imagine got a bargain. Denzel, Clive Owen, Jodie Foster, Lim Defoe, Christopher Plummer, Chiwetel, and myself in New York City, on location, not Toronto, on location, New York, 39 days on the 50. Basement bargain. It's gonna cost them next time, though. <laughs> Woo! Uh, in actuality, this is the sixth film I've done for Universal Pictures. This is number six for Universal. Let's count them. Let's see, so we got Do the Right Thing. What if he saw your face? What if I didn't have my gun? Mo Better. Jungle Fever. You're letting this cop get too fucking Brooklyn. Clockers and Inside Man. That's the six. I gave him every excuse to blow my brains out. He doesn't bite. Why? He ain't the type. Let's just step back and think about this for a second. We know that they planned this whole thing. The tape, the cameras, the costumes. There was a game plan, but it never included airplanes. He's up to something. But it ain't violence. I'm listening. How's the reception? Excuse me? The camera on the truck. Give me a close-up on the second floor window. Bro, I'm on it, I'm on it. Oh, wait a minute. Let's see the guy get shot in the head. Boom. Now comes uh, the signature shot right here. Denzel on the dolly. Right here. I like this scene, this big confrontation scene between the two. This ain't no bank robbery. This is your fault. I told you to get the buses. Fuck you. I didn't kill anybody. I got 50 more people in here. You fuck with me again. I'll give you two of the longest days of your life. All right, just tell me what it is you really want, and I'll get it for you, I promise. I've told you, two buses, a plane. Right, 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 and box seats behind home plate at Yankee Stadium. Come on, don't bullshit a bullshitter. You planned every inch of this thing right from the start, and you got everybody marching to your beat, including me, and I'm through buying it. You're too damn smart to be a cop. Now get the fuck out of here. But you gonna shoot me? You gonna shoot me? Do it, shit. You got nothing to lose. I damn sure ain't got nothing to lose. So shoot Who's me. New York right here. Shoot me. Do it. Do it. Shoot me. Fuck you. Tell them to send someone sane over here. Now this next shot right here. And he walks away, and you see the ESU guys' reflections slightly fade into 
black. They got a big problem. Hey, detective, this ain't your day. Denzel's commands right here. Peter Garrett, he's another actor who we got from one of my favorite shows, The Wire, which is on HBO. He played a judge on that show. But if you're going down on this one, I can't go with you. You gotta understand this, though. Let me just tell you what my problem is, okay? I go to bed, everything's hunky dory. I get a call at 3.15, and there's what? A dead hostage? Right, right, right. But I can end this. It is ended. So you think I got options? I got an answer to the chief of D's. Darius is calling the shots on this. That's it. Pizzicato base, this is called. And it basically fingers are not a bow. What do you say? That's it. It's a tactical nightmare. I know. Well, first, this is the only way in. And we're gonna make it up the stairs blind. Once we get up there, we're right this out in the open. This fantasy sequence is not scripted, but I felt that it's a good time to if we make it interject some uh, we still can't tell action, even though it's not really reality. Even if it isn't rigged with explosives, it's still a fucking nightmare. So we shot this the last day and the stage of the bank so we could shoot it up. <laughs> Real life shootout. Let's not forget the possibility of hostages being killed here. Boom. Well, our best hope is to separate them from the hostages. If we can get two or three upstairs and take them up. Kill them. I like this coming up. Gun, gun, gun! Watch the money fly. Yeah, well, that's what's so nuts about it. Anybody in the painter's suit could be a perp. Maybe we should dress our guys up like a bunch of painters. And we should use rubber bullets, take headshots, put their lights out. Not a bad idea? Yeah. Rubber bullets it is, baby. Transition shot to know that another day has gone by. It's a crack of dawn. They're going to dump this whole mess in your lap. I'm making first grade. What? I'm making detective first grade. Things ain't all they appear to be. The fuck does that Detective mean? first grade Keith Frazier. Are you fucking kidding yes. me? See, that's Marv Albert right the there. And mystery guest for that. What Frazier shoots? Yes. You gotta deal with him. Former longtime New York Knicks announcer. It's hard to let that happen. Everybody's getting theirs, I'm gonna get mine. I'll be outside. So this is the set right here. Steps outside. We're on location. Again, actor Victor Calicio. 
I said before, Mike Imperial and I co-wrote Summer of Sam. Do me a favor, Sergeant. Just tone down the color commentary. So, I bust up the fight, turn around, and this kid is pointing a 22 in my chest. Is that right? Now, which kid was this? Another kid, an African-American. African-American, right, yeah. Came out of nowhere. I didn't see him. So what'd you do? What did I do then? I'll tell you what I did then. I got shot in the fucking chest. That's what I did then. Yeah, so you're part of my euphemisms, detective, but I would rather wind up an old bigot than a handsome young corpse. <laughs> no, no offense, detective, but I'm just trying to keep them away from us. Now, what do you say we just get these people safely out of the bank? I hear that. And um, I'll try and watch what I say in the future. You never know who's listening. Uh-huh. I made him think. What? Stand down! Stand down! The drawer with the, with, the, with, the, with the demands in it. They heard everything we said. They put a transmitter in it. They bugged us. No, no, no. I'm going in. Shit. Get everyone together. Smoke bomb. sequences coming up here. The stampede right here. Listen to Terrence's. Please listen to Terrence's score. The door explodes. Now you have this lull. We bring the sound down. Has some sense in the background, very low. Now all hell's gonna break loose as they come screaming out right here. And the guys, first people out, get shot with the rubber bullets. Boom. Some little shots of slow motion. That's the roof shot. Now here it is, mayhem, chaos. Bedlam. Used a 45 degree shutter speed to give it that jittery feeling. Something Spielberg did in the Normandy invasion stuff on Save It Private Ryan. He stayed did it because he wanted to get the feel of the old newsreel cameras. Got the Spanish cops talking right there. Terrence is playing the trumpet solo. 
because Terrence is also accomplished trumpet player as his own jazz band. Hit his little that trumpet right there. Da, 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 da. That's from Patton. Jerry Goldsmith. See that? That trumpet right there, that's from Patton. The Jerry, the great Jerry Goldsmith, the late Jerry Goldsmith, who did a score that one of the other great scores he did was Chinatown too. The men, I mean the guy did over hundred films, more than that. Best homage to him. One more time. There it is right there. That's the real bank location. We're going on the steps. It's going to be on the stage right here. Those lights, you remember E.T.? We had those, we're looking for E.T. with the flashlights. That's what reminds me of right here. They're looking for E.T. in the nighttime. Those Strong flashlights, shaft of light, the smoke, all steady cam. Moving around. We're almost clear down here. Make sure you're back sure. to the foe. I'll keep looking. Stay on. Roger that. Ready. Last door. Come on down. Steady cam brings Defoe, Chewy, and D down. We go hey, into the bank. Maybe, vault. I'm pretty sure we're the only ones moving around down here. Check this out. They forgot to rob the joint. Holy shit. And you didn't find anybody. We're still looking, but there are no bad guys, no booby traps, no tunnels, no damage. There's nothing missing. Great, great, great. We'll put out a citywide description for David fucking Copperfield in. Huh? Listen, I'm not trying to tell you your job's detectives, but unless they swam out through the toilets, whoever did this is upstairs sucking pavement. All right, good job. What's that? Huh? Cell phones. Hey, guys! You need to see this. Okay. The guy right there, that's Jeff Ward. Jeff Ward's a stunt coordinator. Make a quick count Not on only for this film, right? Inside Man, there are many of them. Stand by, all right? Don't let anybody get tempted, including you. Yes, sir. Right here, detective. But the chem okay. work here. So he's come in, file a rifle, goes Denzel. File a rifle back. As if it wasn't weird enough already. Cap, come to the ladies' room. Now, we're gonna on my way. turn around. We'll lead Denzel through this office, grow up behind the door. I'm gonna follow him and it's gonna take us all the way to the bathroom door where we see the fake hood. Check right it out. here. You can stop looking for that body. <laughs> fake guns, fake oh. execution. Nobody goes home till we get everybody's story. Cap, we got something else in the storage room. 
Now we go to the storage room, and little does Detective Keith Frazier realize that Dalton Russell's right behind that fake wall right there. Gary, you move. Yo. Where's the men's room, huh? Down the hallway on the left. Another one of my favorite shots right here, and score. This reminds me of that shot like in Gone with the Wind, where you see all those Confederate soldiers dead and wounded. Took a long time to set this up. Crane shot. When we get to the end, the bus pulls up right into it. Embedded with it, everybody else. There goes Kim, Bernard the rabbi, Carlos, and James right there. Steve, Steve-O, Steven. Get the other one. Now the siege is over and we fade out. But the mystery is unsolved. Fade up, push in. Cameron. Denzel this thing is with his superior officer. This one out. Soup the nuts. Sort of From out. Soup the nuts. We photograph everybody that came out of the bank. We sit them down, we question them, we show them the photos. Most of them can't point to anybody that's guilty of anything. We ask them if they could recognize anybody who's not one of the bad guys. Even if we considered someone as a possible suspect, there's one or two or three other people that would rule them out. It's like the thing never happened. What about Prince? Everywhere. So what? All it shows is that these people were there. Alibis? Just about everyone. Even if their alibi was weak, the hostage would identify them as being one of the good guys. There we are, back to square one. Priors? Got one employee had some juvie stuff, one customer had it. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> one customer had an out-of-state warrant uh, for child support, another one had a couple of priors, GLA mostly. Again, same problem. Plus, he was a fucking idiot. Thank <laughs> him. Fucking idiot. I'm telling you, they thought of everything, almost. Sounded like everything to me. But this. We haven't found that 357 or the perp that was holding it. If you did, there'd be no prints on it anyway. Bury it. Bury it? The fuck do you expect me to say? Uh, uh, Captain, this thing stinks to high hell. I mean, somebody did something here. You said it yourself. You got no robbery, no suspects. Nobody's breathing down my neck to come up with answers. I'm not gonna breathe down yours, bury it. Yeah, I wasn't expecting this. 
I promise you I'll find you guys more cases to solve. Okay. Oh, here's something that you probably did expect. They found that missing Madrugada money. No shit. Yep. You want to know where it was? In my bank account. No. My summer house in Sag Harbor? No. My wallet? No. Then no. Don't want to know. This is bullshit. It keeps appearing throughout the whole film. The only ones left trying to catch that 392 safety deposit that. box. Tell you what, every one of your accusers, man, I say we go after them all. Keith, Michael Corleone style. Michael Corleone, do you remember? Monster saying? Godfather right Someone here. Francis Ford. There's no 392. Huh? Safety deposit box number 392, according to these records, it doesn't exist. Pinstripe mayonnaise lying motherfucker. Didn't Coglin say we should move on? Let's go. This is another one of those one-take scenes with Denzel and Jordy Foster. Denzel right here looking like he's with the Fruit of Islam. Harkening back to Malcolm X, the bow tie. What are you doing, detective? Pan, now we dolly in. Denzel sits down, no cutting. One take. I got a job to do this way. Pushing slowly. Is your job more important than your career? Very light music here, just piano solo. Let me tell you how this works. You press and the music can drop out while we hear the recording. There's also the matter of the it rings out, actually, this slight ring out. And it'll come back in, and the recording stops. This is the same location as Arthur Case's office. It's the immigration building, which is now the museum for... Native Americans down in Barry Park. Great location. Score comes back in right here. Jody showing off those legs. Manola Blanix, whatever they call them. Another cost $900. My wife got too many of them. When there's blood on the streets, buy property. I think Mr. Case really took that sentiment to heart, but he is no different than half the Fortune 500. Let it go, detective. You're a good cop. The city needs you. Now this shot coming up. The spiral staircase as Detective Frazier descends into the bowels of this corruption among these dirty people who sell their mother for money. Lady, lady, you're in the wrong place. I have an appointment. Got the actor right there, Ernest Raines. He was in my first student film, NYU. The film was called The Answer, 20-minute film. He was the lead actor Arthur. in it. Good morning. Ah, Mrs. White. Have a seat. Thank you, Vincent. Very funny thing about this character, Art the Case. Well, now, what did he say? when I did oh, press here in the States, quite sharp. they would comment about it, but it's only when I got to Europe 
when journalists would say, was Arthur Case based on Prescott Bush? And I was unaware of this. I said, who is Prescott Bush? They said, that is President Bush's grandfather. And that there have been allegations that he did business, collaborated with the Nazis. And so that's something that I know I wasn't yes. aware of. I don't think the screenwriter, Russell Gerwitz, was aware of, but they definitely picked that up in Europe. Everybody thinks automatically that this character is based on Bush's grandfather. Interesting. But you I dispute this, it, uh, mystery man. but I just said I was unaware of it. You have an understanding? I think so. Adds another layer to the film, doesn't managed it? managed to get out of there with that envelope. Is Sunday he comes back to blackmail you? Well, you'll pay him, and you'll get it back. So I guess that's it. I suppose so. Bullshit. I beg your pardon? He didn't go through all that just to stick your envelope under his mattress. Look, they left money untouched, Arthur. String so? quartet. So, doing the score right here. He had to have walked out of there with something else. We had Banks discussions whether it should be played as source so there had to have been something or score. That that was source meaning as it was coming from the radio in this barbershop, I decided it should be played as score. There's only one thing it could be, anyway. This is the Arthur Case theme right here. Diamonds. Diamonds. And then there's the ring. This whole diamond ring thing, ring. again, was stuff that was uh, wife of a worked banker, at during wealthy the shoot. French Jews. Terry George when came up with this along, stuff. The ring and everything else they owned was confiscated, and they were shipped off to concentration camps, and none survived. We were friends. I could have helped them. Love this line. But the Nazis paid. Too well. Love that line. The Nazis paid Ken, too well. I trust that you will keep what you learned here today. See that photo right there, right in front of Chris Plummer, Joe Lewis. Hopefully, I get to make that film one day, soon, while Bud Schilberg is still here with us. Still here amongst us. Bud's coming to the premiere tonight. As I said before, yes. he's 93 years old. Well, I'd love to tell you what a monster you are, but. Um... I have to help Bin Laden's nephew buy a co-op on Park Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> Bin Laden's uh, nephew. If that were true, you wouldn't tell me. We're listing you as a reference. Uh-oh. A smile disappears. My name is Dalton Russell. Now, pay strict attention to what I say. Unlike the beginning of the film, we're dialing away from the wall. I told you my name. That's the who. As you remember, the beginning, we dolly towards the wall. That's the signature the shot. Cell. The actors on the dolly between being with stuck in a tiny the camera and being in prison. The what is easy. Recently, I planned and set in motion events to execute. And this is where it all comes together, right here. When. As for the why, one the of the things that, one of the many things that, it's exceedingly simple. Made me want to do this film I is, I was surprised. Usually, when I read a script, or when I'm in a movie theater, the, the first ten minutes of the film, 
the first the 10 wrongs. pages of the script, most of the time I know where it's going to end. I cannot do that with this script. So therefore, if I didn't know where it was going to end, there's a good chance the audience would not know until the final scene. The final scene is where we want all the, the revelations to come out. Where everything was in darkness, we exposed the light, and the audience had that aha moment, like that oh shit moment, which I think we deliver in this film. Class plugs that up. Crane down from the flag to the Volkswagen with the crew waiting for smell like shit. Dalton what do you expect after a week? to walk out the front door like he said. Yeah. When the rolls down, why do you think I rolled down? Now the we see the rabbi. Oh shit, the rabbi was part of it. It's Kim Carlos James. And just as Dalton's coming out, Frazier and Mitchell oh, pulling up. Clive got the Yankee joint on. The interlocking in and why? Steady cam down the steps. He walks towards the camera. I'm gonna make a 360. He slips out of the storage room, going up the stairs and out the door. Crane down from top of the bank. Denzel Chewy walking up. Clive walking out. Boom, another angle right there. Boom, the bump. Go over to Peter Hammond. Face still a little bruised. Dalton's theme. Just like he planned. Then they cut back and forth between the two. It's all coming together now. Putting everything together. Kisses lady. She kisses her man. Where is it? I left it in there. This way, detectives. Why did you do that? You left the ring. Trust me. I left it in good hands. I'm no martyr. I did it. 392. But it's not worth much in if you all can't the way. yourself in the mirror. Peter Hammond gonna try Respect. to open it up. Dell says, yo, hold up. I got it. I was stealing from a man who traded his away for a few dollars. Voice over by Clive. And then he tried to wash away his guilt. Well written. Drown it. Intelligence script. Of good deeds and a sea of respectability. Let me get that. Ooh, hold up. I got it. I got it. I got it. Step back. But inevitably. And we see the contents. The more exhausted you are. When what? You catch that motherfucker left the juicy. And they do. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Sir, it will not fail. 
I want to thank our friends at Cartier. If you want to buy that ring, cheap, a million and a half dollars. If you got to ask, man. 1.5. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you, Cartier. That's the real thing. Three days we needed that on the set, and they came through like flying colors. Appreciated. The showdown right here. Oh, Detective Frazier. Mr. Case, how are you? I am great. Heavyweights. Everybody got killed at the bank. Everybody's happy. Mr. Washington, Mr. Plummer. That's wonderful, wonderful. Detective Mitchell. Mr. Case. Be seated, gentlemen. Thank you. Can I offer showdown. you Showdown. No. I must say, I was most impressed by the way you handle that business. Thank you, Mr. Case. Whenever I hear the term New York's finest, you're who I think of. You keep the rest of us safe and make it look easy. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> What's so amusing? When you say the rest of us, Mr. Case, I mean, you got to look around. The rest of us is a category that you haven't qualified for in a long time. Touche, detective. I won't deny it. I've done well. Yes, you have. But I'm very confused. You see, I got a case where armed robbers laid siege to your bank. It is your bank, right? I'm chairman of the board of directors. Then I, the Zeit, the Venegazoot, the robbers disappear, poof. And they don't take a nickel, right? You asking me? Yes, I'm asking you. I mean, it's your bank. You own it, I'm asking it's you. It's a tiny part of our organization. No robbers, no real victims, no loot missing. It's gotta be the first time in law enforcement history. I never heard of it before. So you gotta ask yourself, what the fuck happened? Don't you, Mr. Case? What the I fuck sure I like your tone, officer. You don't like my tone? Then give me a straight answer. It's the founding bank of your empire. That you photo behind. Your baby. Give me a right there, that answer. photo. What do you think happened? That's George no and oh, come on. Barbara Bush. Oh, come on. Photographed with Christopher Plummer. I tell you Plummer. what I think happened. I His think character. That woman Let me say, Art the Case. Right. I think you paid her. What was she doing in there? This is absurd. But there's another shot, though, with some focus. Not right here. 392. Safe deposit box 392. What's the story on that? I have no idea what you're don't talking about. Don't lie to me, Mr. Case. I don't lie. I looked at all the records. All the bank records for safe deposit boxes at your bank. At first glance, everything looked fine, but there was one safe deposit box that had no records. I mean, going all the way back to 1948. So I started thinking, who would have the answer to this riddle? Probably the man who forgot to mention that he built the bank in the first place in 1948. It doesn't add up, Mr. Case. It does not add up. I'm afraid I... I can't be of any further use to you. See, <laughs> the case had enough. There's something really bad. Getting too hot in there. Mr. Frazier, I have spent my whole life serving humanity. You can ask anyone who knows me. Margaret Thatcher. That's a shot of Giuliani and him before we cut out. Not the truth about this ring. That's a reshoot right there. That shot right there is a reshoot. Come back at that shot where it said oh, fuck way, you with the ring. That was a reshoot. Being New York's finest. I want you to know we really appreciate that. How gracious. Let's go. Break down the hat. We're gonna follow that ring. That's ADR line right there. Follow that ring. Chewie gives him an evil eye. And they split. Hey Keith, let me see your shoe. What? Let me see your shoe. Why? Because I have never seen anybody put their foot it's that Trinity far. Trinity Church that right there, very close to the ground zero, World yeah, Trade Center. Oh, man, you cut him and ass the length of the Lincoln Tunnel. <laughs> We're going to need a traffic cop on that shit. <laughs> this is a additional scene that we came back 
to shoot at Four Seasons. Good afternoon, sir. Do you have a reservation? It was felt the that there'd be no mistake that Detective Keith Frage is going to go and pursue this until somebody ends up in prison. When there's blood on the streets, somebody's got to go to jail. That's why we came back to shoot this. Could you please excuse us for a minute? What's this about, Detective? I believe Detective Frazier is looking for some closure. That's a good word. Closure. Case. Closed. You know what I mean? This is the number of the war crimes issues office in Washington, D.C. How'd you like to be on the front page of the New York Times? That'd be great. Make sure they spell my name right, though. That's Frazier with a Z. Now, look at that hat. That hat does not look the way it looked at the beginning. You made copies. Of the film, even the previous scene. Please. Rim is all messed up. We got to keep the real criminals off the streets, Your Honor. All right, well, thanks for lunch. War crimes, huh? What have you got me into this time? Right there, that's Brad Williams. He's on our softball team. Great, great, great center fielder. That thing he's holding, that's the bomb. <laughs> the bomb. Malt liquor. Did you bring Big Willie? And the twins. Uh, Big Willie and the twins. It's like a film noir film right here. I mean, I mean look, feel. <laughs> Girl, get my gun off before I get my gun off, okay? Like she does with the hat, posing. These little shots here for pickups too. All this stuff right here. Came back to get it later. It happens a lot. You know, you're shooting, you're shooting, you're shooting, then you find, well, you missed some shots. So you have to go back later to get them. But you don't have the time to get them. Now, there was some debate. I don't really Sorry, think we should have done this shot. I think the audience would have remembered automatically, but I can see it on that just to put that in. See, this is the revelation right there. What is he going to do with that ring? I think that's going to be an engagement ring. Just going to have it set. Well, I want to thank you, everyone, for listening to the director's commentary of Inside Man. We thought it'd be uh, nice to do this little thing right here. James Brown just say, give the drummer some. Right here we're saying, give the actor some. Everybody contribute. One line, all the way up to Denzel. And everybody contributed. Everybody was a positive force on this film. I want to thank Brian Grazier, Universal, Ron Howard, cinematographer Matthew Labatique, costume designer Donna Burrick, my main man, Barry Brown, editor, John Killick, 
Production designer, Wynn Thomas. Russell. Yora Rosenberg. And her husband. So thank you very much for being part of my birthday. Thank you. See you later. From pin to pin, way deep in the dish, I'll rock, I see her in the video of a New York track, queen of the screen, 35 mil, she's got B.O.P. in L.A., and he's king of the hill, Bollywood love story straight out of the film, I seen her before, but we can handle it for real. The earth shook when we came together When she put the biggest diamond on my Punjabi track That was the moment she brought the world together Right now all I gotta do is show my love back Gulboj kabhi tirai kahi Mehke to nazar aajai kahi Gulboj kabhi tirai kahi Mehke to nazar aajai kahi Taweez bana ke tehnu Usse ayat ki tarah mil jai kahi ताबीज बना के पहन उसे आयत की तरह मिल जाए कहीं गुलपोश कभी इतनाए कहीं महके तो नजर आ जाए कहीं